culture, society. On every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach on all of the social meds. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, go and give us a follow at No Filter with Zach, or you can just join our private Facebook group by clicking the link in the description below. Also, be sure to follow uh, or subscribe to my YouTube channel. I don't pimp this out enough. And people are like, why don't you pimp out yourself? And I'm like, shit, fuck it. All right. Go follow my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash JustPlainZach, where you can watch full episodes of Hashtag No Filter and clips and latest reality tea. People love the YouTube channel, so you can like see my pretty face if you know you don't want to just listen to us on iTunes and Spotify and Pandora and all the places that we're at. We got a lot of a lot a lot of stuff to break. It was a very busy week. I mean, apparently I've been very busy, especially in the bedroom. We've got so much to break down today, and to help me cover it all, he's the TikTok king with all of that celebrity tea. Please welcome Miss Amir, Mr. Amir Yaz. Yes, honey. You can call me Miss. It's fine. Um, <laughs> hi, everyone. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. So much. You've been a naughty boy in the tabloids. Honey. Yeah. Wow. Have Have you had any hot threesomes this week? I haven't, but I, I've been in the tabloids, you know. I get it. I get it. <laughs> you know the struggle. <laughs> yes, honey. I had to go private. You have to hide sometimes. I get it. <laughs> I don't go private, but I just let them smash me in the DMs. Um, love it. So I love your TikToks. You so you were a publicist that kind of started that is now like a TikTok star that people love to follow because your reaction videos are so good and you spilled so much tea on some of your former like clients. So are you loving the TikTok life? Do you miss being in PR? Have you burned all of your celebrity contacts? So my sister is funny. She was like, if you want to work in this town, you probably can't keep posting these videos. But I think I get, gave up on that dream of being like the publicist. Like I was always like very junior publicist and I never could jump up and really like be working directly with these celebrities. So I kind of just gave it up. I started my TikTok in March, like right when the pandemic hit. And then like a month in, I was on Jenny McCarthy's show and she's the one that actually told me, she's like, do you like start talking about your celebrity clients and just like spill the tea. So she's actually the one that 
help me come up with that idea because I was too chicken shit to do it. I love that. I love Jenny. Um, so then you what decided you were just going to go on TikTok and just blast them all out. And were you expecting the reaction that you got? You're just like, Jenny said to do it. Fuck it. I'm going. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I didn't really expect that people would be so upset. Like I didn't expect to get like an angry email from like we were coworkers, essentially. Erica Jane's publicist reached out and was like, you're a liar and you're making it all up. And and listen, I might be a lot of things. I might be annoying and I get DMs. People, you're annoying your voice, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I'm not a liar. That's the one thing that you will not like. I never lie. So that that everything I say is the truth and whether or not it's the truth you want to hear, that's a whole different conversation. It can, but to be fair, is it fair of them to email you and be like, yo, what are you doing? I mean, not to call you a liar. Obviously, you know, I don't believe you're a liar, but I mean, right. you had to have expected that they were going to have a reaction. Well, Zach, listen, I'm a little bit more messy than I'd like to admit. So I actually reached out to Erica Jane's publicist and I was like, I want to set up an interview with Monique Samuels from Potomac. Mm -hmm. So I'm like really shameless. I was just like, well, like, let's put our, you know, ish aside and whether or not you think I'm lying, let's set up this interview. And then he got super, I think he just was like, wow, you're so cavalier. But that's what works for me. I've always been, I don't ask for permission i ask for forgiveness i've yeah. always that's how i've always i'm done the same life. way yeah so if you like it some people like it some other people don't and at the end of the day for me what was shocking was how many people were co-signing what i was saying mm. um especially about erica jane or michael b jordan or other celebrities like people were just like co-signing like whether it was good or bad they were co-signed they're like oh i met him or i worked with him or i worked with her so i, I know that deep down the only people that got really upset were the Michael B. Jordan fans. They were very upset that I, I was being so open about him, but I have to speak my truth and that's all I can do. And what was fine. the Michael B. I'm, Jordan situation for people listening? Like briefly well, recap it. Was it. Basically, like, yeah, so we worked together and I worked for him. He hit on you, years. right? Or like, like there was like a thing. It, well, it, I went on Heather McDonald's podcast and it got kind of misconstrued. And, and to clear that all up, all it was, was basically a vibe that's all it was and people took it and said you said that you were with him and it was a relationship like I never said any of that yeah all I said was that there was a vibe and I think that that vibe could be me making it up I've always been very honest about that yeah but he was very kind and and I was in my 20s I was in LA I was newly like I was like looked up to like being a entertainment manager or publicist so I was like kind of in my own world but listen at the end of the day I'm the one that had a friendship with him so I can speak on things that I want to speak on and that's and and that's all I'm going to say about it nothing happened and I was very clear about that but it blew up and you know it was on you know the Jasmine brand and then it was like it just kind of went to the shade room and it was a whole big thing and but all I said was that there was a vibe so and there was a vibe I mean it, you can't deny a vibe the vibe might have been one-sided but listen that's between me and him yeah <laughs> So are you ready to break down some of this week's headlines? Let's do what it. What was like the craziest thing you saw in the news this week that you like can't wait to jump into? I mean, there was so many great things, but one thing that wasn't on our list that I really just quickly want to touch upon is the whole Nini Leaks thing and French Montana. What are your yes. thoughts on that? I want to know what you think. So I didn't, I just caught a glimpse of it like before we started taping. And so my understanding is there is an alleged affair that, or some a hookup that happened between the two of them. And she, I'm assuming, has denied it and just said he's like fun to hang out with. 
Exactly. She's denied it and said that like Greg knows that's not her type. But like it, it's that one woman, I forgot her name, something Medina. She's on Growing Up Hip Hop. She's friends with Wendy Williams. So it feels like a setup. So a setup know. like orchestrated by Wendy? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Interesting. I know Wendy doesn't seem to like Nini very much. Like there's like some tension there. Like they slept with the Maybe. same man or something. I don't know what's going on. They <laughs> turned on each other. But speaking about turning on each other, I do want to, I want your take on the whole Brandy Glendale, Kim Richards and you, which I don't know what's going on there. What's the threesome that I allegedly had with them. I mean, I loved everybody. Okay. So for anybody that hasn't been caught up since last week. So I talked about Brandy Glanville's alleged threesome with Kim Richards and another man um, and Brandy Glanville hooking up with Carlton, which ended up going all over the blogs and all over social media, which I did not expect it to. I still think that only five people listen to this podcast. Like in my head, I'm like, you know, whatever. Um, and then, so it finally, Brandy caught wind of it, tweeted about it. Um, I guess people still thought that she was lying because last week I said on my show, I still think that she's lying and I believe my source. Um, and so she decided to go on her podcast. Should I play the, do I even want to give her the attention? Should we play the clip of what she actually said so that people can listen to um, the comments that she made? And then I actually want your reaction before I give my okay. feedback. Okay. And then there's some very stupid false story that this guy, I'm not going to even say his name because I don't want to give him any attention, but this guy has a podcast and he said that that he has slept with both Kim and I, which I'm looking at him. He looks like he's 12. At the same time? That's what he's saying. I guess he's saying that he he has it on good authority that, or he slept with both Kim and I, or I don't know. I've never, I've slept in Kim Richard's bed. We have never had a threesome. We have never made out. The only threesome we've had is with her fucking cat who weighs 30 pounds that sleeps on my chest. Like literally doesn't let me sleep and needs on me all night long. I've heard I've, people ask that question before about you and Kim. Is, oh, has that, is that a new question? Is that a no, new question? I, I've never heard it before. It's just not, it's absolutely categorically untrue. I can't even say that word, but this little fucking Twinkie um, who has a podcast, you're a delusional idiot. Stop making up lies. I've never, ever, ever had a threesome with Kim. I've had plenty of threesomes. None with Kim Richards. Thank you. Yep. Wow. So apparently Kim's mad at her. So what is your reaction to what she, she went on to call me a fucking Twinkie again at the end of that clip. But what is your reaction to hearing what she had to her denial of a rumor that I didn't even start? I mean, what I got out of that, which for me was right off the top is you look 12. So you're looking good. <laughs> so that to me, I was like, all right, all right. I'm not mad at that. But you know, she definitely like, even though I believed her in the whole Janice Richards thing. And I know that you had said that yeah. too as well. Like your team, I, I was, I understood, I believed her and I felt like, I don't know, for her to turn around and then go to the gay slurs and, and, and you never said, and, and like, I don't know. It's like, it's like someone saying I had a three, it's like kind of laughable. It's like, yeah. Why, why would we? Yeah. It's like, and so my, I think she twisted the rumor on purpose to, 
delegitimize the rumor to make it look yes. like I'm saying that I had a threesome with them. So when people see me, they're like, oh, obviously that's not true because obviously yeah. it looks so ridiculous that I would have a threat. Like, first of all, they're not my type, you know, and then mm-hmm. I said it on my Instagram and I probably shouldn't repeat it. But I said, like, if Brandy, you know, kept her mouth and her vagina closed, then rumors like this wouldn't be spreading all over the Internet. Like people wouldn't have a need to talk about it. Um, right. I'd never had a threesome with Brandy and Kim. I think this is her way of, I think Kim is upset with Brandy and I think Kim is upset with Brandy because it happened and Kim probably was persuaded by Brandy. This is my theory. This isn't a fact. Um, Kim was persuaded by Brandy, did it, probably enjoyed it, didn't think it would ever come out. Um, The other details that I haven't released on, like released at all, I am still convinced that this probably did happen. Um, and I think Kim's upset that it got out and she's upset with Brandy for, you know, in initiating the threesome. And now Brandy is trying to do damage control to save her relationships with Kathy Hilton and Kyle Richards. Oh, that's, that's my that's my theory of what actually mm-hmm. is going on that makes behind sense. the scenes. That makes sense. I think Kim is just tired of like being like a story on the show when Poor she's Kim. not on the show anymore. They you know what I mean? Like, I feel like she's like, I want to be done with this. <laughs> they have used Kim more than Erica Jane has used Tom Girardi. Yes. Yes. Kim has Ooh. just been dragged through the mud so many times. Like my heart does go out to Kim. I love, I love watching Kim, but like the way they really like use her and milk her for everything that she's got. Like Brandy at least knows what she's do- Brandy's thirsty for it. So Brandy throws herself into it. Kim just like falls into the the barrel every single season. I know the poor thing. Ugh. But like, don't call me a fucking Twinkie. Don't call me a delusional no. idiot. Like, girl, like, no. Thank no. you for saying that I look 12, though. That was really nice. Yeah, honey, that that's a compliment that, that we'll keep on giving. But I'm tired of these Bravo celebrities coming for the podcasters like us yes. and, the, and the bloggers. It's like, stop coming after us. Like, we're the ones that are providing a platform for you to speak. And then you turn on us. Like Candace Owens from Potomac does this all the time. She turns on the bloggers and, you know, it's just, it's getting tacky. It is getting tacky. And it's just like, we're the ones that give you the platform. We're the ones that keep your name relevant. We're the ones that like give you this foundation to stand on. We're the ones that are watching these Bravo shows. It's kind of part of the reason I'm a little salty towards Bravo sometimes. Cause like their PR team isn't the easiest to work with when it comes to like nope. booking talent. And so for me, I'm just like, you guys need to remember like this community is the one that, that keeps you alive right now. That defends you when people talk shit on the housewives franchises that like, come on. Like, give us, throw us a bone because we're the ones that, you know, are feeding you right now. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. I mean, because who's listening to their podcast? No one. It's like, I, it, they they keep, like, trying to keep it within the family. And I'm like, give people opportunities. The to hard part with keeping it within the family, though, is then they don't get, like, the real juice or the tea because they're trying to protect the reputation of the brand. Exactly. Exactly. They're never going to kind of get in the mud with the way that we will. <laughs> and we do. And the fans love it. The Bravo fans yeah. love that shit. Um, but look, Brandy said that, like, I, I don't care to keep this going or, or like, I honestly couldn't care. Less. Like, of all people that I could, you know, have a back and forth with, Brandy Glanville is not the one that I care. Like, like you said, we liked Brandy last season. Like, I was a Brandy fan. I was like, give the girl a fucking diamond and give her a paycheck. She needs it. Um, but, like, look, her, her. she said her son was, like, sick and not feeling well, and she was really tired this week. So, like, healing vibes. Hope your son feels better. I heard a rumor. I repeated a rumor. I don't care to keep perpetuating the rumor. 
Yes. Let's like, move on. Let's like move her on. ponytail, honey. Like the ponytail. You love Ooh. the ponytail. <laughs> I love the ponytail. It's so bad. <laughs> I mean, she she wears it often. It's like mm. Gina's hair extensions on Real Housewives of Orange County. Oh, God. Those extensions are working harder than, you know, President-elect Joe Biden. Honey. Uh. Um, okay, let's let's talk about Karen from Real Housewives of Potomac. She did an interview on Wendy Williams. Did you catch the interview? What was your reaction to it? She is like, she is literally the proprietor of the perfect shade. Like, it, it's just so, so wonderful. And it comes off like a nice dew off the ocean. It is just so wonderful. I love Karen. I saw that. I think Wendy Williams, whether you hate her or love her, she provides that platform for people yeah. to be shady. So I, I love that. I think Karen has been so wonderful this season. I think just getting Rihanna and her Instagram lives gave Karen the confidence she needed to fully realize who she is. She's like a Bethany Frankel. Like there's nothing like her. She's amazing. No, her. I loved it. Cause she said that she, cause the, the, question of the season at the moment with the most recent episode is whether or not Robin was age shaming Karen by cutting her out of the hat photo shoot. And so Karen's response, she said, Robin is a hard 40 and looking every day of it. And then she shaded Giselle's makeup line saying that if she needs some advice on how to run a brand and a business, Karen has some people that Giselle can talk to because apparently Giselle's makeup line was dissolved without notice. Yes, it was. And she said that every, what was it called? Everyday hue or something is no more every day. I was like, oh girl, she is, is just so good with the shade. And listen, we've all seen the memes about Giselle's fashion, but like deep down, I believe that on some level, Giselle kind of does these looks because she knows that gets her the press. Yeah. Because nobody's wearing snakeskin white pants with a purple top and a white heel with a crooked heel. I mean, what is going on? Like, who's doing that? No, she's doing Yeah, at some point you have to have some sort of like awareness of like what you're doing and then you do it to keep it going. Yeah, it's like her shtick now. It's like, and then some people were saying, look at her cabin. But if you see the cabin in the woods, her home, like it actually like, in my opinion, is a lot more well-designed than the way she dresses. So I don't know if that really reflects what's going on with fashion, but I don't know. It is ugly. I saw her dress for the reunion though. That wasn't the worst dress that I saw from the fashion. Did, did you see, oh, you did see the dresses because you did a video on your TikTok. Yes, I did. I, I love the reunion looks. I thought they were wonderful. And I, I love that they finally got all the housewives to wear yellow, like one color. Cause I think they try to do that every reunion and like one person will not do it. So I like that they all kind of did it. I thought that was nice. No, it was nice. I think I really, my favorite I think of them all was probably Monique's and my least favorite I think was Ashley Darby. Yes, I, I gave her a pass because she, she was pregnant. Done. So I threw the worst to Candace. I didn't like that bow. I mean, I think she wore the bow to sweeten her, to sweeten the edge, to soften some of her edges, because there were a lot of them. Yeah. Do you think Monique yeah. and Candace will both be back next season? Well, according to Andy, they're all coming back. I heard um, that they were all a shoo-in, because a lot of people were saying that Candace should get fired because yeah. they were homophobic and transphobic, and, you know, the comments about bed wench and all that. But when she was on Watch Robins Live, Andy just told her, stay off Twitter. Like, yeah. literally, just delete your account. Like, stop. <laughs> yeah, Bravo's like, we're tired of cleaning up your fucking messes. Like, can you just shut the fuck up at this point? Mm -hmm. But from what I've heard about the reunion, Giselle, Giselle is the one that takes the biggest hate 
at the reunion. Yeah. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but apparently she, mm-hmm. from what I've heard it, what have you heard about the reunion? Well, I, I heard the same thing that a lot of people, well, you always like to see who unfollows who right after the reunion. Yeah. So I think that there was a bit of unfollowing. And then I think because she's on Bravo chat room, she kind Is of- Is that still a thing? That's still a thing. I, uh, not- uh, <laughs> I love Hannah Burner, but I- I love Hannah. I love Hannah. We love Hannah. I think she's like, she needs her own situation. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I feel like it's, it's very forced. Like Bravo chat, it's like, it's sweet, but it's a bit forced. Yeah. So I, I think Giselle goes on there and kind of feels the need to kind of talk about Potomac and, you know, make jokes. And I think that is going to get her in trouble. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Giselle's getting, Giselle's getting a little thirsty. Yeah. Not my favorite vibe. Um, speaking of thirsty, what are your thoughts about Scott Disick and Amelia Gray? Amelia Gray Hamlin. I mean, are you a stan? Like, are you like let them be, or are you like ew gross? I'm a little ew gross, but at the same time, like Leonardo DiCaprio does that, and it's fine. So, like, I, I don't know. But like, have they ever gone as standard. young as nineteen before? Um, Leonardo DiCaprio go, went as young as twenty. I mean, he's like forty five. Or 46. I don't know. He's like a lot older than Scott, even. It's I not think, a I mean, cute listen, look. 19 is, uh, it's just, I don't know. For me, it's like way too young. Like, I Would you like ever fuck a 19 year old? I mean, I, I mean, it depends on the 19 year old, but no, I wouldn't. I mean, I'm 34. De- absolutely not. I mean, I think you're, there's a definite like mind, like there's such a gap in what you're thinking and what you want from life. Yeah. But I also feel like Scott is, I was watching Kardashian season finale and Scott is going through a lot. I think with the pandemic, I think he, once everything kind of opened up a little bit, he kind of went stir crazy and started dating all these models. I mean, he was going to Nobu like every night. So I think he's just, maybe Amelia Gray's good for him. I don't know. I, I worry about her mental health as well. Like I know she's been very open on the show, which I love. But I don't know. I just feel like Scott and her, like, we need one person that's a bit more stable. So I don't know. I just feel like a 19-year-old wouldn't be good in bed. They're not a good emotional support system. Like, I just, I don't want to babysit you. I don't want to, you know, talk about Trisha Paytas or whatever. What's that fucking th- shit that's going on right now? I don't, I'm like, I don't give it. I'm too old for that shit. I'm, I'm not even old. But, like, I don't know what, like, I don't care to, like, to me, fucking a 19-year-old, you're, like, mentally, emotionally just, like, not there. And physically, like, you don't know what to do. You don't know how mm-hmm. to cup the balls and, you know, do the thing. Well, I mean, I guess yes. Amelia might because she read Lisa Rinna's book. That's what I was going to say. Remember when she read the book? And it's funny that you mentioned Trisha because they talked about her on the show. And I remember Erica Jane being like, why are you watching someone eat food? Like, so, yes. yeah. <laughs> so I, maybe they will. I don't know. Maybe she is good. I mean, who knows? I mean, these kids nowadays like i see them on tiktok they look 45 but they're 19 so i don't know know, because they're there's so much makeup and filler and like we need Mm -hmm. to tread lightly okay so i did a poll on the on our instagram account and most people said you grow 88 percent of people said you gross and 12 percent said let them be so the 12 percent of you that thinks this 37 year old man needs to just you know chill with his 19-year-old girlfriend, I think we need to rethink our priorities, you guys. Yeah. but Well, the thing that's weird, Zach, is if it was flipped, if it was Amelia, like, let's say, like, Amelia was 37 dating a 19-year-old Scott, people would freak out. Well, it was... It's still... I think it's still gross. It was like when Adrian Maloof was dating... Oh, fuck, what's his name? 
the he was somebody's younger brother, but he was like this really he was like I think he was like 22 or 23 when they were dating. Oh yeah, yeah, he was very young. I remember that. But and she needed a she needed like a palate cleanser. I don't think Scott really needs the palate cleanser. Here's the thing: bang a twenty three year old to like get it out of your system, but you don't need to be like dating them. And like we don't need. Mm-hmm. Okay, but there are so some fans are speculating that it's a PR stunt and that Lisa Rinna is trying to be a uh, Chris Jenner and trying to pimp this out to help Amelia Gray really set off her modeling career. Okay. Well, it's not a bad idea. I mean, and you know, we know Chris and Lisa are good friends. She's been trying to get her on Beverly Hills. So I I mean it's it's definite possibility. I think Rinna and Harry Hamlin, Harry Hamlin, I think they're mortified right now. I think they don't like come on, nobody wants their their nineteen year old daughter dating, you know, a thirty seven year old dad of three that's on keeping up with the Kardashians. I, I don't think Harry Hamlin's down with that. I mean, I think Lisa's kind of immune to, like, her daughter's shenanigans at this point, I would think. But, um, and she doesn't have much of a leg to stand on. She's dancing a wop on her Instagram. I mean, come on. But I think Harry Hamlin is definitely mortified. Do you think this hurts or helps Amelia Gray's career? I think it helps. 1,000%. I mean, it helps. Amelia Gray wasn't making many headlines outside of her mother before this. Let's be real. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. And I I think that, like, if she wants to get those kind of more Instagram-y brands outside of, like, Hudson jeans, this is going to be what she needs. So, I mean, it makes sense. Do you think this hurts or helps his career? What career? (laughs) I mean... Do you think that... Do you think that there will be a day where we have this like Harvey Weinstein moment for these guys of like Scott Disick and Leonardo DiCaprio, like 10, 15 years from now where we're like, Oh, that was never appropriate. We should have never let these grown men date these girls. Do you think we'll ever have that moment or the culture is just going to be like, you know, it's gross, but we're never going to address it. Well, I think the difference is like the model factor, right? When you have, you have Guy Gerber or you have Amelia Gray, when there's a model factor, people kind of give it like, give it a pass which I think I don't think it's right I just think that there's this idea oh she's a model and it's like just because you've been on a catwalk since you were 14 doesn't mean you're more mature right doesn't mean anything so I I don't know I think it's you know it's gonna go back to just like men being creepy and wanting a hairless child today it's creepy but it's just unfortunately that's that there's always going to be that kind of factor are you into hairy guys or are you into like twinkier guys I'm into whoever is going to bring some energy and some fun. I think that, like, I spent so much of my 20s being focused on a type. Like, I like Harry, or I like this, or I like that. But then after a while, you're like, well, I'm not seeing other men. Like, you, you put blinders up. And so I, I, I think that when I got into my 30s, which I, I was hoping that Scott was kind of kind of mature out a little bit after Sophia, but, like, see other women. Like, it would be so nice if he dated someone age-appropriate. Like, yeah. don't you want a relationship that's going to last? I, I just don't get it, but... Yeah, I don't think this has, like, real longevity. Well, I guess, what's the difference between this and, like, when Erica Girardi married Tom Girardi? She was, what, like, 22? She was very young. And he was, and like, I, what, yeah, like, 87? I mean, <laughs> I mean it, 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 I don't, it, it's different because I think she had a child and she was a single mom. Yeah. And, she, and I think true. women are always different than men. I think men mature a lot later. So I think that Scott, in some ways, thinks he's 25. Yeah, Scott's not ready to let it go. <laughs> no, just let it go, sweetie. Like, do your re- do your real estate show. I love the real estate show. Like, that was he cute. was a businessman. Like, do that. Like, do focus on that. Like, make your money, make your coin. Like, and you know, like, focus on that instead of just being like Khloe Kardashian's like little lackey. Like, do more. 
I don't know. Yeah, he could be more than... I mean, I like his relationship with Chloe, but, like, he doesn't need to be her Jonathan. Exactly. Oh, my God. Have you... Speaking of Jonathan, have you seen Jonathan lately? Food God? I I try to avoid him. His videos are so cringy. Like, cringy, because he's acting so hard in them that I'm just like... No, thank you. It's Uh, so unhinged. Very unhinged. Yeah. Not my favorite vibe. No. Um, Okay. Teresa Teresa Judice from Real Housewives of New Jersey has a new boyfriend. His name is Louie. Have you heard? So everyone's like, yeah, it's Louie. I think he looks, he resembles Joe a little bit. Um, But everybody's like, yeah, let's go Teresa. And so now it's uh, been reported that according to the Sun, that... um, Louis is in a bit of uh, some domestic violence mess. Yes, and fraud. So I saw that and I was really bummed out. I was like, oh, come on. Like, give me a break. I saw that and I was just kind of bummed out because I want, like, I want everything for her. I really like her. I think she's been through a lot. But I just, I'm like, oh my God, you're attracting another man with the fraud and the issues. And I was hoping because he's a businessman, he's going to be smart, but... I mean, we're not so lucky. So I mean, but maybe them. they could like give each other advice on how to be like, you know, more or less fraudulent to the government. I mean, maybe, but I just feel like with someone who's already gotten in trouble with the government, being with someone who has, it's like, it doesn't it look good. another, it doesn't look good. Well, also puts like, um, what do they call that? Like a target on her back. Yeah. Cause now they're looking at her and being like, okay, if he's shady, is she going to be shady by proxy? And I, I don't know, but I mean, listen, at least he's age appropriate. She dated that younger guy, got out of her system, and now is with someone age appropriate. That's what Scott think, needs honestly, to do. Scott needs to do that. Listen, Zach, Scott needs to do that. But at the same time, deep down, for me, I'm always holding a candle for that pool guy. What was his name? Mm. Pool guy. Yeah. Yes. Wasn't it Tony or something? I don't know. I just saw a photo of him with Joe Gorga the other day, and I was like, oh, she needs to bring him back in her life. He's like a hottie tamale. He is, honey. If you look good in a mask, like if you're hot wearing a mask, you're just hot. (laughs) So yeah, I'm I'm here for it. (laughs) So Louis's ex-fiance, so she's accusing him of being controlling and abusive. Uh, The suit, which they filed back in April, claims that the alleged abuse started after they got engaged, which was back in October 2019. And so she's saying that Louis abandoned her in a Provincetown, Massachusetts, in Provincetown, Massachusetts, and then padlocked her out of their New Jersey home that they shared. According to the lawsuit. And then um, it says, after some instances of controlling and abusive behavior, Louis gave his ex-fiance various gifts to induce her to continue her relationship with him. Mm -hmm. And then he apparently, like, gave her a company and then was using the company, like, over her. And she claims that it all just caused her severe mental distress. So it doesn't look like there were any real allegations or proof of physical abuse. It all seems to be like mental and emotional abuse that she's claiming he did. Do you think that she has any grounds for this? Do you think that this is concerning, should be concerning for Teresa if there's no actual domestic violence, like physical abuse? I mean, I'm Persian and I know a lot of Italian people can also have a very similar machismo culture, which is like centered around being a bit controlling. The men will kind of tell the woman what to do. There's a lot of strong gender roles. And we even saw that with Joe when Teresa wanted to work. He was like, what are you doing? Like, I'm the breadwinner. Like, you know, so there, there is a lot of that. And I'm not I'm not giving him an excuse. And I, I'm not the kind of person that's going to victim shame. I don't know what happened with with the ex-wife or the ex-fiance. 
but it was also like less than a year ago. So for me, I'm like, if it was like five or 10 years ago, it could be, oh, maybe Louis worked on himself, but I'm like, it's only been a year since they broke. So I don't know, like for me, I'm like padlocking the place seems very extreme. Um, it's not like you change the locks, you like put an extra lock on. That's like kind of insane. But I mean, listen, it, it, listen, when you're a celebrity, I've worked with many A-list celebrities. It's very hard to meet someone that you can actually date that's genuine. So I don't know what goes on between him and Teresa, but I mean, she should be vigilant. I mean, if someone's like kind of using emotional distress, that's not yeah. good. I think considering everything that she's gone through, she definitely needs to be a little more careful about the men she's mm-hmm. dating. Um, Okay, Randall Emmett and his partner, George Furla, were added to the Writers Guild strike list for failure to pay their writers. So apparently there was a project that they were working on. It was called Pump, and there were which sounds like he maybe tried to capitalize off of Vanderpump rules. Uh Um, And people say Randall's not thirsty. Um, But okay, so apparently there were some writers that were working on that project that he never paid. It's been their payments have been accumulating interest and now the writers guild sent out a note to all of their members and i think they have like ten thousand members um about randall and george furla and the strike list advising people not to work with them because they don't pay their people and then this all was brought to us by mr fofty cent oh he posted it all over the instagram and then that's where it started to like spread like herpes in a college campus wow I mean, I've never seen anyone who's as successful and as rich as 50 Cent who cares this much. He, like, but, like, I, let me I'm read like, you. What? Let me read you his caption though. Randall's still beating people out of out of the money. They on the list now. No one's gonna. Nobody's gonna work for them. LOL. Hashtag sorry, Fofty. Like he's, he's so petty, spaghetti, thirsty, and I kind of love every second of it because it's such a train wreck. It's such a train wreck. And for me in my head, I'm like, this can't be the same 50 cents who does interviews and it's kind of soft-spoken and kind of awkward. Like when he comes on Watch What Happens Live, he's not this petty. Like, and then his Instagram and his Twitter is like insane. And he's so homophobic and transphobic and such a nightmare. I'm like, where is this? Like, I just the person that I feel like I see on camera is not the person that's tweeting this stuff. It's very confusing for me. There's no, he's like the 14-year-old mean girl in school that like you know, we'll talk, we'll talk shit in your comments, but like, you know, it's in crazy. class, it's different. No, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Are you surprised that Randall is still not paying his people? Are you surprised? I'm <laughs> not surprised, I mean, to be honest. I'm not surprised. And listen, I, we're working in Hollywood. I've been in these pitch meetings with producers. They will, they will push their own mother into traffic to save $10. So listen, I, I'm not, just because Randall, you know, his wife Lala is on a show on Bravo doesn't mean he's going to be any different. Like, and I think that at the end of the day, being a producer in this town and the writer's strike that happened almost 10 years ago now is a reason we have reality TV because Mm -hmm. the writer's strike, there was no shows. And so they started doing reality TV and that's, you know, boom, that's Bravo. So I think that maybe something new will come out of this if there's a big enough strike, but Randall is just, his reputation is very messy. What do you think of him even producing a scripted project called Pump? Like, let's just go there for a second. For me, that was the most interesting part. And again, I definitely don't like when people don't pay their people. Like, pay your people, if you're listening to this, pay your people, they deserve to be paid. But aside from that, I think it's funny that it's Pump, and I bet you it's going to be the untold story of Vanderpump Rules. Like, come on. 
like, of course he's going to do that. Like what you don't see. And it's like, and even if the show is, even if this movie or show, whatever, is about a boxer pump, it's still, you're using the name. Pump yeah, you know, yeah, you know what you're doing by association. It, absolutely. Absolutely. And I wonder if Lala's going to be in it. I don't know. She loves to act, so. I mean, she tries. She tries. I mean, there's not, she's not the worst person in Hollywood. Let's just say that. She's not. Yeah. I actually, I have a love hate relationship with Lala. I think Lala just needs to like bring the ego down a few notches and I'll like her again. Other than that, I think I don't have any issues. Her ego's a little off the Richter scale because especially her being like, I want to be on Real Hot Sides with Beverly Hills. And I'm like, girl, just because you're on Bravo doesn't mean you're going to go to the Housewives. I could actually see her of all of them. I could see her being the one that actually translates over to the Housewives franchise. TBH. Out of all of them, absolutely. Out of all of them, but I, I don't think she's quite there yet. Where no, I don't think like, she's there yet. I'm the shit. Yeah, she's not. There but if yet. we were she trying to, to if we were trying to lower like the age bracket of the housewives, I think she would be a great way to integrate. I think the only one that had the potential was Stassi before all of the scandal hit this year, where she was fired by Bravo. Absolutely. And now I don't think Stassi absolutely. will ever work with Bravo again. No, she won't. She'll probably end up on TLC, where she belongs. Uh. <laughs> okay, um, so I want to do another fun round of celebs that you have worked with. Okay. What would you say was your favorite celeb? I think bar none, I will always say my favorite celeb. It's kind of a toss-up between Melissa McCarthy and mm. um, Donald Glover. They were both wonderful. Um, she had a lifetime supplied with chocolate company and doesn't, doesn't like chocolate. So every, literally every week, she would give everyone chocolate, which is like, what could be better than that? Um, <laughs> and she was just wonderful and so gracious. And then Donald Glover made his own coffee. And I think that that for me is like, as an assistant, that was like, I hated making coffee for people because I'm yeah. not a fucking barista. Yeah. People would be like, it's cold and I want half calf. I'm like, bitch, like it's an office. Like, do you want a coffee or a coffee with milk? Like, give me a break. So he was just wonderful. Like, absolutely wonderful. How many of these campaigns, just to kind of peel back the curtain for a little bit for people that aren't in Hollywood or in the entertainment world. Cause like for me, I know that like us weekly does what's in my back. And those are all product placements. Like all of these things that we see celebs, they're just like us. Like a lot of that is very staged. What would you mm-hmm. say is like the biggest or most staged thing you orchestrated as a publicist that was to make people think was actually real and genuine. Like Melissa McCarthy um, doing an endorsement and not eating chocolate. <laughs> There was a lot of those. Um, and I just, I'm trying to remember all the NDAs I've signed. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, the the biggest one that I thought was like so just phony was we did a gifting suite for the Grammys and there was a bunch of the cast members from 90210, like the reboot. Yeah. Um, and we had them all like walk out and kind of like walk in the street as if they're like going to get coffee. And then we like snap them with the bags. And it's like, first of all, why would you be going co- to grab coffee with a bunch of big bags that say like the brand name on it but they ended up in us weekly and people were like oh stars that are just like us they carry their own bags i was like oh my god but like it, it, you know and it's like a lot of that stuff is so funny because it's so orchestrated and i i worked with paris hilton and nicole ritchie there was a lot of like because in 2007 when i came to la i sorry i came in 2004 when i started working in this town there was no social media like Netflix was a subscription that they would send you. DVDs, oh, the DVDs in the mail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, honey. That people that don't know what DVDs are, Google it. And so literally <laughs> I, I, I was like, we kind of invented this world. We would become friends with paparazzi. We'd tell them where they were. And I remember in the back alley at Kitson and Kitson where Beverly Beach was such a big deal. That store, even though people made fun of that, that store in like 2004 was like better Shopping. than Barney's. Yeah. Like it was, it was like every the celebrity shop. went there and it was like hard to get in. I mean, it was just such a thing. So we had Paris Hilton in the back alleyway and they were kind of, the paparazzi blockaded her in. And it was such an iconic moment because I remember her being like, just leave me alone. And that was like really iconic for Paris Hilton, that like paparazzi kind of blocking you in moment. That was very 2005. How often are celebs or are the publicist tipping off paparazzi for celebs? Well, it depends on the client, right? Certain clients like don't want it. And then certain clients like want it. They're like, let them know I'm going to be here. And it's so funny because those clients always overdo it. So like, just leave me alone. Let me be real. And it's like, just like, if you're going to say you want people to like catch you, just like, just own it. Like, just you know, play, I, I yeah. like those celebs. Play into it. Like, just play into it. And I, there's celebrities that like really like the limelight and they want, like, I remember, what's her name? Uh, Gretchen, like, liked it. Like, she, OC Housewives, she wanted that. She wanted to be photographed. Like, so when people enjoy it, I'm like, okay, then, then tip them off. Like, that's great. And what does tipping them off look like? Like, is it the publicist actually calling Harvey Levin? Like, no. Like, what is tipping them off? Like, do you have contacts at certain outlets and you or certain photographers? We were very, like, do it by the seat of your pants. So we knew, like, the we had the numbers for these paparazzis. And if you don't know, a lot of paparazzis are, like, they're, like, really shady people. Some of them are drug dealers. But, like, once you get in good with them, like, I was friends with this, like, she was like one of the only women that was part of the paparazzi crew. And I was friends with her and she would tell me, oh, she's like, okay, Daman Johansu's at El Pasteo. Like, do you want me to take a photo of him? You you, you work with his manager. Like, or, or she'd like, tell me, like, do you want me to, like, she was like, kind of gave me a moment to kind of say no. Cause some of these people didn't want their privacy out. They're like, they, they cause it was more work for me to then have to go and tell us week, like you need to remove that or like, don't put that up or like, that's more work, right? So tipping it off really looks like essentially either calling them or before we'd also do like emails. And there was one guy that actually ran all the, this is like really like behind the curtain. He ran about like 150 paparazzis across LA. And he actually is now Kim Kardashian's social media manager. So he, you would call him, like my boss would call him and then, okay, tell your paparazzis, like our clients going to Westwood have dinner like don't photograph them like leave them alone or photograph them yeah it was like follow them like get in the car and you know those moments where celebrities are like at a halloween party like just leave me alone and they're sitting in their car honey why are you sitting in your car Lindsay lohan with valger whatever what was his name uh wilmer valderama like you want why are you drive away like you're sitting in the car covering yourself like you want to be photographed you know what do you think of accounts like, what is it, Demois, that now have, like, report on all of these celebrity sightings? Do you think that that's, like, a new era of paparazzi? And do you think our publicists in there spilling, not spilling tea, but, like, creating the narrative for their clients? 
I mean, it's possible, but tell me what that is. Like, I don't know what that is. I've never heard of it's that. It's this, um, it's an account that like reports on where I guess people can anonymously submit, oh, I just saw Paris Hilton having lunch here. Or, oh, here's some tea on, you know, this situation. You know, this, what really happened, why this housewife got fired. This is what I heard because I work for this agency. But it's mostly like anonymous people spilling tea and dirt and celebrity sightings when they're out. Interesting. Yeah. Well, celebrities like celebrity publicists have their own like website and you have to pay like $1,500 a month. And they do that where they have sightings and they tell you like guest lists. So like, it'll be like, Oh, like let's say Grammy's after party. Here's a confirmed guest list. So like, if you're a publicist, you're seeing that you're like, Oh, I want to get my client into that because let's say a producer's there or Quincy Jones is there or Beyonce is going to be there. Like, so publicists have their own kind of network that they use. It's similar to that. I mean, this is more like kind of off the street the problem with websites like that we had that with Perez to like citing there's no way to like confirm it and by the time you read that the person has already left the lunch place yeah so we would become friends with waiters we knew waiters we mm. knew like wait staff we knew bus boys we knew valets like valets will tell you everything back in the day I mean now celebrities post like I'm at a restaurant like you can go follow them like especially tiktokers like you can see exactly where they are if you want to see Addison Ray, like she'll tell you okay she's going to be at this restaurant and they're like they want the attention, so they only go to Saddle Ranch. Like they want the attention. Yeah. Who the fuck goes to Saddle Ranch? That's what that's what Ariana Grande said, and they all came for her. <laughs> oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to use her to get clout. I'm like, Ariana Grande has no idea who you are, Bryce Hall, Addison Ray. Like, she don't care about you. She has triple the amount of followers you do. She could care less. Like, yeah. What? What do you think is gonna happen to all these TikTokers in 10 years? I mean, obviously you're kind of in that world, but you, I think have, like for me, I have a much bigger awareness of what I want my career longevity to be. So when I see some of these little social media people that pop up and they're hot for a second and they really put all their eggs in that one basket, like for me, I'm like slow and steady will win the race. I don't need to be super hot in this one second. You know, I want to make sure I have a career that lasts. Amen. Amen. It's a really good question. I mean, it's something that they all had to question. And there was a bunch of memes that went around where it was like, Noah Beck working the McDonald's drive through because like, remember when they were going to say that TikTok was going to be like, yeah, Trump was like, I'm going to close it down. A lot of people were like, what am I going to do with my life? And I think it's important that you have something outside of it. Like I have a friend um, who has like 5 million followers and I, I did a hosting class with her and she's very smart. She does comedy and there's a lot she's not just doing the dances. Like there's something beyond it. Like she yeah. can take that to YouTube or whatever. So I think it's important for me. I want to have my own talk show. So for me, everything I talk about is part of it's like humor and fun, but a lot of it's like, I want to help people understand different spectrums and sexualities and, you know, being a queer Muslim. Like I want to be very open about stuff like that. So I'm not, initially I started back dancing around and I like, I was like, girl, I hurt my back. I had to ice my back. I can't do bougie <laughs> ratchet. Like I'm not doing those dances. I'm not wearing gray sweatpants. I'm not yeah. doing any of it because it's not authentic to me. And a lot of people were like, you're being creepy. And it's not like, you're so old. Cause a lot of my followers are like 15. So they, I know they're to, so like, young yeah. that like, so young. I'm just like, I'm so 27. Young. That's not old. Brandy Glanville thinks I'm 12. And they're like, who the fuck is Brandy Glanville? I'm like, bye. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have a lot. I posted stuff about like Bravo people and they're like, who are these people? And it's funny. I posted a video about the D'Amelio's and all that drama and people are loving it. Cause that's the demographic, even though I don't really care about that yeah. kind of stuff. But yeah, least favorite funny. celeb that you've ever worked with, aside I mean, I from feel Erica like Jane. About this so much, yeah. I was gonna say I, I'm gonna think of someone other than Erica Jane because I feel like I'm always like throwing her under. You're the always bus. coming I, for Erica. I, 
I know, but well, I kind of gave it up, you know, Zach. I don't know if I'm just like growing kinder these days, but I think after the divorce and just her trying to figure her life out, I was like, you know what? Maybe she had like a she had a really bad day. I mean, it was one day. What did you think about oh the Scooter Braun rumors with her? Did you hear I mean, them? I did. And what I did were your actually? Thoughts? I mean, Scooter's looking good. I'm not gonna lie. That one video of him shirtless. I mean, I'd hit it. Good. I'm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's married. Like, this is not the first time these drama, these rumors have come out. But again, the, and I'm not saying this has anything to do with your personal life, but I've always been a, a huge proponent of the way that you act in business reflects how you are as a person. Yeah. So the way that he took Taylor Swift's masters and sold them twice yeah. doesn't say a lot about loyalty and he's a bit sketchy and there's not a lot about... And just because you built Justin Bieber, I know a lot of sketchy people in this town who have made Michael B. Jordan, who have made Melissa McCartney, that are shady people. They're not good people. It doesn't mean just because a celebrity that you, the Ellen DeGeneres, like look what happened to her, all that exposing of all, just because someone seems kind and nice on TV does not translate to real life. Like, you know, and I think that when you asked about like least favorite celebrity, I think there was this actress from Prometheus. Um, she was like one of the stars of that movie that came out and was doing really well. And she was a nightmare, would wear sunglasses and a boa and like was so rude to waiters and, and Uber drivers. And I see that a lot with celebrities. They, they get to a point where they have a yacht or they have millions and they start treating people less than. And I'm like, honey, like, remember Beth Frankel was selling cookies at a like one-stop shop gourmet. Yeah. yeah. Like, and you know, you never know where people are going to end up. And I, I think it's, I don't know, I'm just such a fan of being kinder to people that, because these people didn't know that I would end up with a platform to yeah. like talk shit about them. They thought I was just a $10 an hour assistant to like get my valet, you know, and, you know, grab my bags and take that away and, you know, wash my dishes. Like people really underestimate. And listen, I have an MBA, I have degrees. I'm like Wendy <laughs> from Potomac. I got degrees, honey. Like you underestimate people because they're working at a lower position, that's really fucked up. I agree. So who was, who, oh, you gave me your least favorite celeb. Um, what about the celeb you were most surprised by? That Good or bad? Most surprised by? Hmm. Okay, I have, two, I have two, I have two quick ones. So I did a dinner party for Rachel Zoe that I planned and mm. she was actually wonderful. Like, I don't know why I, I've always liked her, but I kind of assumed she'd be difficult. Um, she was like really wonderful. She was so easy. And like, I remember there was like some pot, like potted plant was like leaking and people were freaking out. Rachel Zoe's going to see it. And she came and she's like, just put a towel on it. Like, it's fine. like chill out. Like, and she was just wonderful. And, and I, I mean, nobody ate at the whole thing. It was, it was always like models and they were all so pretty. Nobody ate, but I was eating all the food in the back, but she was wonderful. And then Jamie King really threw me for a loop. She wanted like three or four gift bags. I was like, girl, like, and they were expensive, like $150 um, colognes from Joe Malone. And I was like, I can give you two. And she was like, really not feeling me. She was like, oh my God, you have so many rules at this party. And I was like, why do you want four of them? Like, Remind me who Jamie King is. She was in, um, oh God, what has she been in? I think she was in Kill Bill. She was like that. If you saw her, you I know, know the she name. Is. She was I'm in that gonna, show. I'm going to look her up. Do you? Do you remember the show that Rachel Wilson did where it was like in the middle of nowhere? It was like, she was a vet or something. She was dating a vet. Remember that show? Yeah. Oh, yes. It's it's okay. Okay. So I know. Yeah. I, she's exactly yeah. who I thought that she was. Yeah, she was. I, yeah. I remember her from White Chicks. That's where I. Oh, that's what it is. That's her big movie. Yes. Not Kill Bill. I don't know why I said Kill Bill. Um, that's her big movie from uh, 2004. <laughs> 
<laughs> but she was just not feeling me with the rules. And then one quick one, uh, Ted Sarandos from, he's like the CEO of Netflix came to an event and he, people were fighting over gift bags. Like these ladies were literally fighting over, over gift bags. And he was like, you can give them mine. Like, of course he's a billionaire. So probably doesn't care about the gift bag. Yeah. But I just thought it was so gracious that like he had picked one for his wife and was just willing to kind of give it over to some people that were literally fighting over a hundred dollar Tiffany and Co keychain. I was like, guys, like chill out. <laughs> it was crazy, but that's my life. That was my life. A lot of the time was people fighting over nothing and then getting into a Bentley and I'm getting paid $10 an hour. I was like, this is bizarre, but okay. <laughs> Last one, uh, a celeb you'd love to fuck. Oh my God, you're naughty. I mean, if I said um, Michael B. Jordan, everyone would freak out. Uh, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> um, I think for me, oh, that's a great question. You know what? I like someone down and dirty, someone that's going to really kind of do the work. And oh, I feel like, like really toss your salad. Yeah, really get in there and just like really do the work. I think Tom Hardy would do it. Like, I think he would get down and dirty. There'd be a lot on that oh. beard. Um, uh. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I'd be down with that. I would be down with that. <laughs> <laughs> now I can't think about anything but that. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you, Amir. Where can people follow you and get your TikTok videos? Um, Amir Yas official on Instagram and uh, TikTok and then Twitter it's Amir Yas tweets and then on YouTube it's Amir Yasai Y A S S A I. I love it. YouTube thing. What do you? A lot of work. Do you have any other projects or videos or anything that you have that we can look forward to? Oh my god, that's a great question. Um, Another degree maybe to compete with Dr. Wendy. (laughs) I'm gonna try to compete with Dr. Wendy, honey. Um, no, I mean, I've been really trying to really push me getting on Shaw's of Sunset. So I was mm. DMing with Nima, Nima from Shaw's and he, he later took this down, but he did comment on my TikTok saying, um, he tagged Mercedes and said, let's replace them with, you know, who, and I'm assuming that's Reza. So Ooh. I don't know. We'll see. And then Mike deleted his account. I know Mike and I know Shervin. Mike deleted his whole Instagram. So I don't know if that's like, he's not coming back. What's going on? So I don't know. I, I'm like, I'm happy to jump in there and, and bring a little drama. I'm down with that. that would be really fun. I would love to see that. I know. I know. Well, we'll see. Fingers crossed. The Shaw's producer I submitted, um, Heather McDonald did on my behalf. So we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. We shall see. Well, thank you, Amir, for calling in and spilling the tea with me today. Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. You can give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. Amir, where can they follow you? Amir Yoss Official on all platforms. Follow me on TikTok. And I respond. If your DMs aren't weird, I will respond. (laughs) There you go. Do do you appreciate dick pics? Sure, why not? <laughs> there you go. Slide into Amir's DMs. You can follow me at Just Plain Zach. Don't forget to follow the show at No Filter with Zach. Leave me a five star review because I'm a millennial and I love that validation. And I just want you to validate me like a TikTok star. You know, I don't bleach my hair for nothing. So go and give me some love. Five stars only. Um, and if you guys want to join our private Facebook group, the link is in the description below. Give me a follow and subscribe on the YouTube, youtube.com slash JustPlainZach. And I will be back this Wednesday. I have a very fun special episode. If you haven't watched yet, go to my YouTube channel and watch my episode of Phone Swap. I did a reaction video um, because Frankie's actually going to be on my show this Wednesday. And that's going to be an interesting and semi-awkward interview to do. So get ready. It's going to be good. And we have a lot more fun guests to come. But um, I got to go spill some more tea behind the scenes with Amir. All right, guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye.